Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whichever it is for you. I'm so glad you've joined me now for this episode of the podcast. This is a continuation of a series that we've been doing that's entitled Young Love Explored. This is episode four of eight. We've been diving in pretty deep. We've been breaking down the series and do know we're not extending this series just for the case, just for the cause of extension. We're taking our time and we're navigating and mining the principles so that you can have an opportunity to go back and dive into this whenever you need to ensure that your relationship has the best chance of not only surviving, but thriving. I have no desire to see people just kind of wallow through a terrible relationship, friendship, marriage. We really wanna have specific and purpose-filled principles to help us navigate the journey and be the best that we can be in relationships. So remember, Young Love Explored is not saying uh, there's people that are like super young in age, but actually fresh, new starting love. And the reason we use that as a marker is because as you go down the road of marriage or your relationship, work relationships, friendships, whatever that is, as you go down the road and you get some time and you get some life happening to your uh, relationship, there's going to be some dirt that's there. And, and in order to keep that thing fresh, like it was when you first started, there are steps that you must continue to take. You cannot get lazy. You cannot ignore warning signs. And so we're using this as an opportunity to remind us that we can always have fresh love if we're willing to navigate things well. So let's dive into the information. Uh, and I believe this is going to be good for you real quickly. I'm going to go ahead and get the advertisements out of the way just to ensure that we don't have to break the flow of what we're going to be talking about. So let me give you a couple of advertisements real quick, actually one specific advertisement, and then let's get into the information. Uh, and it's going to be really good. All right. So today we're talking about uh, young love explored uh, the manipulator, the manipulator. All right, let's dive into it. All right, the manipulator. Uh, we talked about th this whole series. We've kind of been discussing getting on the boat, the importance of the security check, the character check, making sure you know who you're who you're dealing with, who you're talking to, uh, uh, who who what personality that you're uh, connected with. And you may not know everything, but we said with anything that you're going to, any job you're going to, any plane you're getting on, any boat you're taking, any train you're taking, no matter what it is, there's always a checkpoint. And in relationships, we should be checking uh, the people that we're locking ourselves in with. We should be making sure their character stands up uh, to even a little scrutiny. It's a really wise thing for us just to check around their, their network and their circle because their circle is going to become your circle. And the people that know them, that have known them for a while, if you can speak to them outside of time when you're with that person, not trying to be manipulative, not trying to uh, cheat anything, but just saying, let me really get an honest assessment of who I'm connecting with. And if you are able to get with their friends and their family, just ask some basic questions. There's a good chance you're going to get to know who this person is that you're dealing with on a real level, because when that person is not in the room, uh, there's a good chance that people are going to be honest and really tell you who this person is. If they're a great person, the response will be, hey, they're great. And I just had this thought come to my mind. There's somebody watching that's going to say, oh man, well, no, nah, I don't want them doing that because people might lie about me to try to steal my person. Man, if you have a circle that's like that, your circle is terrible, first of all. You want somebody, you want a circle that you can trust when you leave the room. Man, they're going to tell just how great you are, right? Not not to lie, but hopefully you've actually lived a great life and had a great experience. Or either made, if you made your mistakes, you've changed that course and now you're living well. And people can say the honest truth that you're a, that you're a great person, right? So let's dive into this about the manipulator and, and, you know, the focus on that we were saying was we were dealing with getting on the boat, carrying baggage to the checkpoint, what was in that baggage, checking the character of people. And then so when we said when we're open.
baggage Here, here's one of the, the pieces of, that can be in the baggage is the manipulator and I wanted to focus on uh, a few different points of a manipulation of uh, being selfish using mind games and how subtle it is when you're dealing with a person who has this type of manipulative personality right and, and it can go so many ways but let's dive into this what what, what is an, a manipulator emotionally an emotional manipulator uh, often uses mind games mind games to seize power in a relationship and the ultimate goal they have is to use that power to control the other person. There are about five words I highlighted that I want to share with you. The first is mind games. Have you ever had a person playing mind games on you? Really, I mean, just damaging your heart. You know something's going on. You know they, they have this little game they're playing, but you can't really put your finger on exactly what's happening. And then when you do put your finger on it, it's hard not to unsee all the ways they've used these mind games against you. It's a terrible thing to have a person playing mind games in relationships and that breaks trust. And trust is like the key ingredient of any relationship. So if mind games are going on, you, you need to know that manipulators use mind games to what? Seize power in a relationship. And power in a relationship is always something that you're having to vie for, right? Power in a relationship uh, can be a breaker, it can be used to abuse, right? To see who's going to be the one to always have control. Any healthy relationship has a good balance of power, right? There's a compromise that happens uh, for both people in the relationship. If there's anybody in a relationship you're in that's saying, I don't ever want to compromise, that's a dangerous person, right? If a person says, I don't believe in compromise, I'm going to be myself all the way, then they, they will never have a great relationship because there's always going to come a point that you have to compromise certain things in your relationship in order for the other person to thrive and be who they are. And it's always going to happen. You First of all, if you're sitting down watching the same television, there's no way that you're both going to be able to watch your show and be invested with each other in that show if you're not, if you're not watching the same thing. You can have a TV to split, but to be honest with you, I've never liked split screens. So I couldn't sit there and watch the split screen. If I had to, my attention would be torn. Right. And so the, even with that simple example, you're going to have to compromise. There's times that I, I go in my wife's room and, and somebody says, well, this, these are these are 21st century problems. That's not something that would have happened. But if you're playing a board game. Right. And I'll go back to my wife example. If you're playing a board game with your family and you're all sitting at the table and you're trying to invest time together, there's going to have to be a compromise. If you got five games sitting there, you got sorry, you have Monopoly, you have uh, whatever other card game you have, you got to pick one of those games or the group is going to be split and, and right, there's going to be a, split, a divide there. And so there's times I go in the room with my wife and she's watching some show that's corny that I really don't want to watch, right? Survivor or something like that. that I've really never even watched more than a couple episodes. And She'll, and some of y'all say, you crazy, man, I love that show, right? Who cares? <laughs> so my wife, she's watching Survivor, and I, I go in there, and of course, I want to turn into the NBA. I want to turn into ESPN. She doesn't really like ESPN or NBA, right? And that's I know that's that's a terrible sacrilege. She, she doesn't like sports, right? Uh, but my wife, she wants to watch those shows, and if I want to spend that time with her, yes, we both could get up and turn off the TV. That's a compromise we can make, right? But instead, I walk in. I sit down and I watch her show with her. I figure out, man, is there anything in this show of value that I'm, you know, as I'm sitting here, we, her and I may discuss later, right? Or, or maybe, I mean, that was a good moment. All right, well, I don't like your show, but man, that was interesting. That was interesting, right? And so same thing, my, there, there are a few moments where my wife, she wants to spend some time with me. I'm sitting down in my room and she doesn't uh, always, hey, can you come up here? She'll come to where I am. She'll sit down, even though she doesn't like the show. Now, I will say, honestly, I know men, we probably can say this more often than not. It's the men that are, are coming to, you know, give in and be there with our wives. But I'm sure we can find explanations for all of that. But my wife, she'll come sit down and hang out with me. 
She'll watch my show reluctantly, just like me, reluctantly, but we make a compromise. And I just wanted to bring up how important it is to know that in a relationship, that power dynamic there. It's gonna it's gonna flow in a many different veins. It's gonna flow in man what we eat. It's gonna flow in the dress the way you dress. It's gonna flow in your spiritual lives. What church you're going to go you go to and that seizing of power. Someone wanting control that really is the 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 high call of manipulation manipulator. A person that says man I want control. I want us to do what I want to do. Of course you're gonna have times you want to do what you want to do. But man you have to find that way. Of, of having a compromise and coming together, right? All right, then the ultimate goal of them having this uh, this this power, using mind games, the ultimate, because there is a goal there, right? This person has a goal. Manipulator has a goal in a relationship, and you need to know that because this goal is dangerous. And we talked about a person bringing a baggage. You got to know there are sometimes that baggage has dangerous things in it. You have to really assess. That's the importance of the character check, the community check, character and community. Those are two checks that must happen. And obviously, you're getting to know the person because they have a goal. Right. This manipulator is, it has a goal that they're going to use that power to control you. And I always say in any growth session I have with any couples or people in relationship, one of my things, my big words, I say the key reminders I give people is that you don't control anybody but yourself. If you think you are controlling someone, man, they may be shutting their brain off to allow you to do whatever, but you better know they're building up. There's some anger, some frustration, some resentment. There's all types of scars that you are that you may not be able to physically see, but they're happening inside in this person. When they speak about you later, you better believe that story is going to come out. If you're dealing with an abusive manipulator right now, I know you have things to share. Maybe you have something to share. Use this opportunity to share. Send me a message. Uh, go to my social media. You can click the links. Go to the social media. If you're listening on Apple or if you're listening on Spotify, man, uh, connect with me on the information. Go to my, my social media at Love Unlocked. Go to Price Right the Second Instagram or Twitter or uh, P Right KC and send me a message about your experience and what you're going through and I will confirm with you. Man, let's talk about it. If you're going through this, you're trying to figure out how do I get out of this or if you're on Anchor and you have a comment, I'd love for you to send in your comment about a person that you may be dealing with who are that you've dealt with in the past that that was controlling and manipulative. What was your experience like? What did you deal with? How did how did that feel inside? And did you have moments that even though you didn't tell them that you were they were you were being hurt, that you were actually really being hurt? And now you don't speak of them so highly. So you need to know if you're the manipulator, you need to know. You may be having the power. You may be in control right now, you feel like, but that other person inside, man, you're really hurting them. You're hurting them, and it's not going to be for, for either one of your benefit uh, later on uh, because when that person is sick of that and they're ready to walk out of that, then you're going to be trying to lash out in some negative way uh, uh, to try to harm them because they're not doing what you want them to do. So it's very unhealthy to think you can control someone or if you're under the control of someone, you need to figure out, man, how am I going to remove myself from this situation or how can we get an intermediate intermediary who can come in and speak towards this to help us, especially if you're married and you're saying, man, yeah, my spouse is controlling. Um, it's going to be wise for you all to find an unbiased person. You need to, you need to, first of all, you need to be honest. I hope you're in a place where you can be honest with your spouse that you feel like you're being controlled. And, and if not, who is the person that you're talking to, to be honest about that, uh, to start working towards that? Because ultimately you need to be working towards actually having the conversation that, hey, this person is controlling. And, and, and that obviously leads into some other things, uh, being insecure, right? 
Uh, there's a lot of different things that leads to, but controlling. It comes from the mind games that are being played in order to seize power in a relationship uh, with the goal of controlling you. And the, uh, my statement is we don't control anybody but ourselves. God has not given us that power to truly control people. And that's an unhealthy relationship controlling people. In a, in a healthy relationship, you want two people who are controlling themselves who are willingly compromising and coming together to serve one another. That's a healthy relationship. You want to know a healthy relationship? That's it. Two people, let me say it again, two people coming together, willing to compromise. Uh, they have very unique values, similar values. Um, they have a, a great community. They, ha they both have great character and they're working together to serve one another. That's gonna produce a beautiful relationship that will keep the love young and will keep it fresh. And even when arguments come, man, it's always gonna be this, this desire to get back to that core thing of, hey, we're both balanced. We're both gonna compromise. We're going to forgive, right? And forgiveness is a key of any great relationship that you wanna sense. There's gonna to have to be forgiveness because humans are just going to mess up sometimes, right? And so I gotta take a sip of this water. I gotta take a sip of this water real quick because uh, I've been talking to much ah oh, very delicious very delicious all right let's jump back into this. so you got to be careful because a manipulator is going to play mind games uh, try to seize power and their ultimate goal is to use that power to control but a healthy relationship is is meeting in the middle and serving sometimes people seek to exploit these elements of a relationship in order to benefit themselves in some way and what the what I, the word i pulled out of this i was mining this like oh man Man, it's the benefit. They want to exploit you, right? And they want to benefit themselves. What's the word there that stands out that I'm, that I'm hearing in my heart? It's selfish. Selfish. People who are manipulative and controlling are selfish. What's the definition? Uh, selfishness is lacking consideration for others. All you're thinking about is what you want. That's a very unhealthy relationship when you have a person like that. One of the questions you need to be asking, if you're early right now, you haven't fully went into dating this person right, if I'm about to save you from a mess, you need to know to go and ask that person's circle, are they selfish? Because if they are, you could, you better know you might be dealing with a ticking time bomb in the future. And so this person might be manipulative, they might be controlling, they might be all of those things, right? And it might be seeking to control you. So one big question we should be asking is, is this person selfish? If you have found that you're with a selfish person right now, then what do you do? Uh, that's where that counseling and the growth session, it comes in. There needs to be an outside party that can let them know where they are and create a growth plan for them to come out of that. But they have to be willing to even go that way. They have to be willing to admit that. If you're finding yourself with a person that's not willing to admit that, then that's where some of the spiritual growth and processing for yourself comes in. Knowing how to have a circle of people around you who can speak life into you, who can help you have a mind to know that even though you're in this situation, because I know there are, there are people who are not following God who would say, man, leave that person, get rid of that person. But as believers in Jesus Christ, man, we believe in grace and forgiveness. We believe that separation is something that I, I thumbs up, man. If you got to separate, you got to separate, but, but obviously, Divorce is not an option. And some people will say, well, I don't believe in separation. Man, listen, there's all types of separation that happens. Honestly, to be honest with you, God separates his, you don't feel that, you don't feel that hug and that love from God when you're in sin. There's a separation there, right? So for me, I even go to that. There's times when you need to separate yourself from this person. You need to, if a person is abusing you, there's a separation needs to happen there, even if that's prison for that person because they put their hands on you, right? There's a separation that's going to happen. But I just believe in reconciliation. I'm a 
firm believer that we need to be reconciling ourselves. If we've married ourselves and we have a covenant and we've come together and, and that's not for you just to sit under abuse and just take it. That's saying uh, in this relationship, if you have a person that is selfish, how are you going to talk through that if that person doesn't want to go through and have counseling? That's what, like I said, God comes in, man, your relationship with God is going to have to be key. It needs to be key anyway the whole time. So if you ever come to this place where a person loses their mind and they're acting crazy, how are you going to keep your balance? How are you going to stay in a position like Christ and stay in a, in a mind frame of, I recognize this person is being selfish. Not just I'm going to be the bigger person, but I'm going to walk the way Jesus called me to walk, regardless of how this person is doing. There might be times that I need to separate myself. This person is doing something. I'm going to call them out. I'm going to, I'm going to invite them to counseling. I'm not going to give them these I'm not going to I'm not going to operate this way um, if if we're if they're not willing to go down this road. That gets very touchy. And there's so many different nuances to that conversation. So this episode is not built to go into that full water. But I want you to know if you're dealing with a selfish person, selfish person is always going to come back to who you are. And that's just so important to know who you are. What do we say when you're on the dock? It's important to know who you are before you even go into a relationship. It's important to know what baggage you're bringing into relationships so you can know yourself. So if another person goes crazy, you remember, you don't have the power to control them and you need God to help you navigate who you are. Why? Jesus says this, no matter what's happening around you, in Isaiah 26 and 3, those that keep their minds on the Lord will have perfect peace. I love that scripture and I embrace it, right? Because no matter what somebody's trying to bring in my zone of my life, they're not going to break the peace of the Lord. Why? Because the peace of the Lord is so much bigger than me. The peace of God is so much higher than me, so much wider than I am. The peace of God is all that I need. If I embrace that peace of God, nobody can break that peace no matter what they do, right? Because they might be able to harm my body, which I'm going to do my best not to allow, but there's nothing they can do about my spirit, about my soul. There's nothing they can do to harm that. There's even a scripture that says that exact specific point. I'm, I'm going to find this scripture real quick. Let's see. Uh, um, they can't harm my soul, j just my body. I'm Googling this. And you say, man, you're a pastor. You don't know that specific scripture. I cannot remember. It's Matthew 10 and 28, right? I had to look it up. I want you to know, I'm, man, I'm not perfect. I don't know every single scripture by heart. Man, I'm working towards that. I've memorized. You just saw me memorize Isaiah 26 and 3. That's not on my notes anywhere. Proverbs uh, 3, 5, and 6, which I love. Uh, Matthew chapter 5 and 6, which talks about worry. I can go through and break down all kinds of texts, but Matthew 10, 28 says, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both the soul and body in hell, right? So we need to be only concerned and fearful of our God. And that's a righteous fear. It's not an unhealthy fear. And that's a whole conversation by itself as well. So selfishness, selfishness is a key of manipulator who's trying to use these mind games to seize power and ultimately gain control over you. And that's unhealthy. They're going to exploit you and seek to benefit themselves because they're selfish. And you need to know that the only way you can navigate a relationship with a selfish person is the same way you should be navigating anyway, is that you have the peace of God in your heart that's helping you to continue to maintain where you are in your mind and continue to go. Now, if you have been through divorce, if you have uh, had to set to totally kill uh, that relationship you were in. I'm sure there was a reason to it. God has grace for wherever you are and whatever you're going through. Maybe that person has went on and got themselves married. Maybe you say, there's no way in a million years I would ever go back to that person. Man, move forward, right? That's 
continue to seek God, continue to seek the wisdom and counsel of your family, your pastor that knows the whole situ situation. I love the local church and I challenge you to make sure that you're in connection with your local church because they know your situation. They know your struggle. They know your heart. Don't just take information from the podcast and say, well, I'm going to go apply that to my whole life. I'm not going to think about nothing. I'm just going to take this information and now I'm divorcing you. I'm getting out of here. I'm separating myself. You should be communicating with your local pastor, your local church all the time. And it should be a healthy, Bible-believing, solid church, right, that has a great reputation because that church is going to know you. They're going to know your heart. They're going to care about you in a way that I can never fully care. Man, I love the fact that you're watching. I hope that you're subscribing, but I need you to know that in order for you to really have the answers that you need, it needs to be somebody that knows your well-rounded situation because I'm shooting out some generalizations that really do work, that really are intentional, but you need your local pastor to really speak into your life, just like I do with people who are here that I can sense, see, and I, I can know more of what they have going on and really help them navigate some situations. And I have a healthy care for them because I see them all the time. It's very important. Um, so that we're talking about selfish and, and we're still talking about uh, baggage and young love explored. We're navigating the journey of a relationship, how to keep the love fresh and young, but also uh, identifying what does baggage look like, emotional baggage in people's lives. How can this hurt a relationship? And so that's why we're here. If you're just now tuning in or you skipped forward to see where we are, that's what we're speaking about. So I appreciate you listening uh, up to this point. Um, Let's dive into a break real quick. Uh, just wanted to take a real quick uh, water break for myself and also just to update you on some things that are coming on our next episode. So check this out. All right, so you made it this far. I'm so glad you made it. You've been listening to Young Love explored episode four of eight this is the love unlocked podcast i'm your host price right now thank you so much for investing your quantity and quality time into listening to these episodes we've got so many people all over the world who are tuning in i just want to give a shout out right now to germany and sweden canada the united kingdom to ireland uganda the netherlands all the different countries who have been tuning in south africa and morocco i uh, thank you all for uh, diving into this content if you're listening on spotify or apple Podcasts or google podcast or uh, our anchor uh, thank you so much for tuning in your, your 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 listening ear is so valuable and appreciated i thank you uh, for just i can't say thank you enough and and so make sure you subscribe so that you get all of the content. Every time it comes through, you get all the updates. Click the notification bells. Go check out my YouTube and all of my social media at link. You can find all of my social media there and make sure you, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and the other platforms uh, and also all my other social media. Check that out. Send me a comment. I do respond to my social media. I check it very regularly. Uh, everything is still small enough now that I, I am definitely still controlling it and navigating it. So please make, make sure you go. I would love to hear from you if you've been listening, if your heart has been touched by some of the information. And also, right here in the United States, thank you all for, for listening. Uh, I really greatly appreciate you taking time to dive into the content. Once again, you've been listening to Young Love Explored, episode four of eight. I am your host, Price. I can't wait to catch you next time. And as I always say, as we end these episodes, love God with all your heart, mind, and spirit, and love your neighbor as yourself. God bless.